Nine minutes now, it is two, six o'clock. It was uh, between 12 and one o'clock yesterday afternoon when the presidency issued a statement that the president has nominated Deputy Chief Justice Mandi Samaya as the next Chief Justice. Um, it will become uh, vacant, the position, on August 31st when the term of office for Justice Raymond Zondo comes to an end. Here to reflect on this is a research consultant with Freedom Under Law, Chris Oxtoby. Chris, a very good morning and welcome to the show. Good morning and thank you for having me on. Uh, Perhaps let's start with understanding why the term of office for the current Chief Justice comes to an end on 31 August because it feels like he was appointed just the other day um, as a Chief Justice. It's his term as a Justice um, on the Constitutional Court that comes to an end on the 31st of August, correct? That's absolutely right. Uh, Judges on the Constitutional Court are limited to serving a term of 12 years. In some exceptional cases, that uh, rises to up to 15 years if they've got uh, less previous experience as a judge. Um, But for most judges, it's 12 years. Um, And uh, Justice Zondo was first appointed to the Constitutional Court in 2012. So his his time is, is simply up on the court. Uh, when the current Deputy Chief Justice then, Mandi Samaya, was appointed, it was to be expected that in the fullness of time she might be considered for uh, that position. But the President has followed a different route this time around than compared to when uh, um, the current Chief Justice was appointed. Uh, He has, in terms of Section 174, uh, subsection 3 of the Constitution, embarked on this process of consultation where he's uh, nominating um, Mandi Samaya as the next Chief Justice, as opposed to uh, having the Judicial Services Council do the interviews like they did uh, in the previous round. Why the change of heart, do you think? Good question. I mean, as you as you rightly uh, point out, I think many people were expecting that Justice Meyer was going to be the candidate, uh, the preferred candidate, um, two years ago when when Justice Zondo was ultimately appointed. I think the best reason for why we now have a process where there is only one candidate nominated, as opposed to the process last time when four different candidates were considered, is that. That process before the Judicial Service Commission became uh, quite acrimonious. Um, There was clearly some politicking uh, going on and certain candidates were being treated differently to others. Um, It was really a a low watermark for the Judicial Service Commission uh, processes. And I think uh, this time the presidency just wanted a much simpler and more straightforward uh, process of a single candidate being considered. And of course, as you say, I think it was pretty clear um, when Justice Meyer was then nominated to be the Deputy Chief Justice that she was being earmarked um, yeah, for this position. And so it's probably just a case where the President is this time absolutely clear in his mind um, about who he wants to appoint to the role. And so there's, there's probably less point in putting other candidates forward to be considered. Well, she was first appointed as a judge of the Eastern Cape Division of the High Court in 2000 and, of course, has at some point been the head of the uh, Supreme Court of Appeal and now Deputy Chief Justice. Mm-hmm. What, uh, uh, what leadership can we anticipate from Justice Maya when she, uh, should she assume the position of Chief Justice? I mean, I think you point out to uh, you point out a very important aspect, which is that she has a tremendous amount of uh, experience, not just as a judge, 
but also as a leader. Um, if my memory is correct, she first was appointed the Deputy President of the Supreme Court of Appeal back in 2015. So that's a good, what are we now, eight going on nine years of, of experience in, in senior leadership positions. Um, and I think that does that does count for for a lot having someone who understands the the issues and challenges facing the judiciary, um, and I think that what uh, what we can also expect is I hope someone who is maybe a little bit more cautious about her, her public uh, comments. It's an interesting feature of the the current chief justice and his predecessor. They pushed the boundaries of how much. Uh, Judges were prepared to to speak out on issues that they wouldn't traditionally uh, talk about publicly. Um, I think hopefully we might see a bit more uh, restraint from Justice Meyer in in that respect. And in terms of, um, I suppose, cases that she has presided over or been part of, and uh, the judgments that she has handed down, because of course, the higher the court is, the um, more impactful mm. it is on jurisprudence, right? Um, in, mm. in in South Africa, um, anything we can read into her approach to her philosophy? I think she's a, I think she's a solid and and experienced judge. I think, of course, the, the, the one very important aspect of the uh, prospective appointment that we haven't talked about yet is that she would be the first uh, woman to be appointed as, uh, as leader of our judiciary. So that's an enormously um, important and uh, significant moment. Um, and perhaps, the, the, for me, the most, most famous uh, judgment that she's handed down was um, during her time on the Supreme Court of Appeal in a case uh, called F against the Minister of Police, where she found that uh, the uh, minister could be held liable for um, rape and sexual assault committed by off-duty police officers. Um, she was actually in the minority in the Supreme Court of Appeal, but was then upheld later in the Constitutional Court. Um, and so that shows one of the arguments for uh, a greater diversity on the, on the courts. Uh, that she brought a different perspective to some of her, her colleagues on that issue and was ultimately proved to be correct. So I think not, not to essentialize and reduce her judicial contribution just to, uh, just to her gender, but I think, uh, I think there is, there is importance, uh, there in, uh, in the fact that she will, she will bring that particular perspective and she's, she is renowned as a, as a gender activist. Um, and I think we, you know, we can expect to see uh, some of that uh, coming through in her in her new position. No doubt. And um, good that you point out the fact that she will be the first female uh, chief justice, because if you th- think of the three heads, if you like, President Sol Ramaphosa, head of uh, the executive mm-hmm. and uh, effectively running the country. If you think of Nosevio Mampisang Agula as the um, uh, Speaker of the National Assembly, and now as of the 1st of September, Mandisa Muriel Lindelo Maya as the Chief Justice. I mean, those are the three key roles in our government, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yes, that's right. And I think... Um you know, obviously, Justice Meyer is not just being appointed for symbolic reasons. She is, as we said, extremely experienced and extremely capable judge. But I do think the um, symbolic importance of, uh, you know, gender representation in those positions is is a is a real one, and um, it is one that we should uh, we should also 
you know, acknowledges something that, that is important for what that says to people about, uh, about diversity and about representation in those positions. Um, so that, that certainly, especially considering the history of, uh, of exclusion in the, the judiciary and the legal profession that we come from, 